Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I said it four times real quick. Hope I don't turn into Beetlejuice or into God. Um, welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Harlan Williams. The first. There is no second, third, or fourth, so it's Harlan Williams the first. Uh glad you're here. What a show today. Oh my god, it is crazy. Um today I'm gonna be uh unleashing a techno club mix dance song that I recorded with my cousin. First time ever been heard. It's out of control. It's it's uh it's it's offensive, it's not offensive, it's who knows what it is, it's ambiguous. I'm going to be playing that for you later in the show. Um, we're going to be talking about a new type of car. Google is getting ready to unleash a new type of car on the world, which is pretty damn cool. I'm going to be talking about my charming little phone case um, that attracts a lot of attention, maybe a little creepy even. And then lastly, I think there's a voicemail. Uh, Roger's telling me from my Aunt Ruthie from Rochester, New York. She's 85 She's always getting lost in her car. I dread listening to her messages because I feel so helpless. She's always in trouble. Oh, I hope she's okay. But we're going to listen to her phone message at the end of the show. So put your seatbelts on. It's going to be wild. But then again, it always is because this is the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. (laughs) What was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for Samantha thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Well, I had an interesting sighting the other day. Um, I was booting around, and I saw one of these uh, Google cars that drive around and I guess do all the mapping of the roadways. And it was this kind of, it looked like a Lexus or something, and it was painted white, and it had the Google uh, logo on it. And then on the roof, there was all these, like, round things and satellites and laser guns and uh, rocket launchers and Hubble telescopes. There's all this stuff sticking off, and things were spinning around and radar and, you know, deep cleaning uh, electric toothbrushes. I don't know what was on these this thing. But it was pretty cool. I was like, okay, so this is how they do it. You know, I didn't think they put helmets on people and had them run around with GoPros on their heads. Um, but interesting stuff that Google does. Their whole uh, their whole incentive into the automobile world. Um, you know, it, they're getting ready to. Uh, looks like launch these uh, electric powered self driving cars that they're going to start testing by the end of the year. And uh, they want to uh, test these compact two-seat vehicles and uh, see how they do. Uh, Google's kind of got this this mission where they want to re-engineer transportation. And Google, an executive at Google, says, What I'm excited about is how we could change transportation today. 
If you look at people who are too old, too young, or disabled and can't get around, that's a big challenge for them. Google plans to, to build 100 to 200 prototypes of this electric driverless car. Cars don't have a steering wheel, brakes, or gas pedal, but come equipped with sensors and software designed to help them steer clear of accidents. The driver has a button he or she can push to stop the car in case of emergency. The cars can't go any faster than 25 miles an hour. Uh, we took a look from the ground up of what a self-driving car would look like. Um, and I'm a little nervous after reading that, okay? I mean, folks, we already have a problem with old ladies driving really slow on the road. Do we want them floating around in cars that only go 25 miles an hour? Good Lord, can you imagine? That's like that's like uh, watching a hair clog slowly plug up a drain. A little bit of water trickles through it first, and then it's just clog. Wow. And I don't know. That's a little scary, too. There's no brake. Just, it's just like a stop button. You know? It's, it's kind of like, uh, like you're floating around. And it's like you, you ever been on a treadmill? And you're on the treadmill, and then there's that, that big red stop button. You're running at the gym, and all of a sudden, bang, you hit it, and everything just stops. Is that what we want, 87-year-old old ladies going 25 miles an hour? Oh, my goodness, there's a chipmunk. Stop. I don't know. I don't know, Google. Um... It's unclear, they say, if Google plans to manufacture the cars themselves or if it will decide instead to supply the technology to existing car makers. Uh, this guy from Google is hopeful regulators will agree that the cars can operate safely without a driver. So far, the cars have operated without incident, Bryn said. They have two feet of foam on the front and use glass instead of uh, plastic. So I don't know, you know, it's uh, it it's probably a smart thing. You know, at the end of the day, when you think of all the people every year that are killed, wives, husbands, children, uh, and not just people in car accidents, but people, people walking on sidewalks and innocent bystanders where, where a car, uh, someone falls asleep at the wheel or someone's old and they get mixed up and they drive down a, a, a farmer's market and their car's covered with celery, pumpkin, squash, lettuce, and human carcasses. How often have we heard that story? So maybe, just maybe, uh, having these cars where, you know, kids aren't racing, people aren't driving drunk, people aren't making miscalculations, people aren't uh, texting and being distracted, People aren't falling asleep at the wheel. All the things that cause many, many deaths take people out of the prime of their lives. Maybe this is the way to go. I don't know if you ever saw this movie that uh, Tom Cruise did. It's a Spielberg movie about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago called Minority Report. 
And in that world, it was a futuristic look at the world, and basically there was just these these tracks. They looked like freeways that kind of woven in and out of the city. But uh, these cars would just kind of, these driverless cars would just kind of float around on these things. And everything uh, had sensors, so nobody ever bumped into each other. And whenever you needed a car, it just pulled up and you jumped in. No, it didn't seem like anyone really owned a car. It's almost like a ride at a carnival where where these cars just are constantly in motion. Um, and you can summon one at any time, and it takes you where you want. The only problem with that is, though, you know, does that spell the end of the road for the road trip? That That road trip where you just want to get off the beaten track and... Just go do your own thing, maybe. So we'll keep our eye on this, the uh, the driverless car. Uh, let's hope we segue into uh, pilotless airplanes, because we all want that, right? Excuse me, stewardess. Um, could I talk to the pilot for a minute? Uh, I'm sorry, there is no pilot. Would, is there anything I can help you with? Yes, I'm, I was wondering... Um, why have we been flying upside down for the last half an hour? And why are we only eight feet off the ground? <laughs> okay. There you go. Oh, I admit I don't know too much about modern times. All right, let's shift gears here. Like, summer's swinging into full gear. Um, And, God, I almost hate to do this. Okay, here's the backstory. okay? Oh. About a year ago, well, not even a year ago, probably about eight months ago, um, I was uh, up in uh, Canada at my cousin's uh, studio, okay? He has a music studio. He's a musician. He's uh, he's the keyboard player for the Bare Naked Ladies, my cousin Kevin. And uh, we were up at his studio, and I was like, uh, you know, we've, we've always done these great little cheesy love songs together. You've heard them on the podcast from time to time. And I, I just said to him, I said, dude, hit record. I'm going in the studio. And he's, he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm, I want to do a techno dance song. He's like, what? I said, you heard me, man. I want to try a techno dance song. I got this, this beat in my head. I got this sound in my head. This, just turn on the microphone and let me go. And uh, so he did, and uh, for some reason I had this lyric in my head called, um, I want to power pound your face. That's right, I'll say it again. I want to power pound your face. I didn't know what it meant. It just popped into my head, and I went in the, the little studio, and then I laid down some lyrics, and then we came out and we started layering in the music, and you know, we started adding ideas, and oh, man, we had fun. And so, sure as hell, at the end of the whole thing, uh, we had this techno song that nobody's heard. We haven't played it to anybody, except like three or four people in my family who were there, up there, milling about when we did it. And uh, I'm gonna lay it down for you right now. This is the the my you know me and my cousin have a little hobby band called the Cousins, and <laughs> every now and then we we do a song and I play it for you guys, but I've never played a song like this. Power, I want to power pound your face. 
And it is out there, and it's like you're either going to love it or hate it, but it's probably a good summer song to play out by the barbecue because it'll get the party going, man. But uh, I'll play this song for you now, and then we can talk about it some more at the other side. So uh, put your seatbelt on and uh, get ready to be power-pounded right in the face.
Wow. Okay, there it is. Power pound your face. I want a party on your face. <laughs> I tell you, man, we had so much fun making this tune. I mean, this was way out of my cousin's like wheelhouse. He'd never put a tune like this together before. Neither had I. And we were up all night. I mean, we were up till two, three in the morning, just layering and all this stuff in there. Um, just like screams and and uh, FYI, that uh, that girl doing the moaning. I, I'm not gonna say where it came from or who it came from, but that's actually a a uh, clip of uh, somebody pleasuring themselves. Um, <laughs> oh God, it's all in there. And then right at the end, for some reason, I said Brady Bunch. I don't even know why. The engineer and my cousin were like, well, what's with the Brady Bunch thing? I said, I don't know. It just felt right. We left it in. And uh, so, like I said, I, I don't know what it means. It's, it, it, it comes across as really sexual. And, like, you know, the people that I've heard of, which is very few, have all said the same thing. They, they <coughs> well, I'm not even going to say, because then you'll get, an image in your head and I don't want to do that. So I'll let you interpret it the way you will. But the people that did hear it were kind of like, dude, that's like totally sexual, man. And I'm like, I, when I came up with it, I just, I died. That wasn't in my head. I don't, I don't know what power pounding is power pounding in someone's face. It's ambiguous to me. I, I didn't necessarily make it as a sexual thing. Although it sounds and feels sexual, but it really, it's not in the dictionary. It's not in any type of uh, written languages. It's a new, unexplainable phenomenon. So there you go. If you enjoyed the song, you know, crank it up at your barbecue or what have you and dance to that thing and power pound your face because I want a party on your face. <sighs> Brady Bunch, Bunch, Bunch. All right, let's move on. I want to. I want to get back to something a little simpler here. No more partying on your face. Uh, I want to talk about phone, cell phone accessories. Um, now you can buy a lot of cases for your cell phone, and I was in a mall one day, and uh, I saw this goofy little. <laughs> Good Lord, I just power-pounded in my face. Um, I found this goofy little phone cover that's it's kind of rubbery. It's black, but when you flip it over and look at the back of my phone, it's no longer just a phone, but it's a rubber-faced killer whale with big round cartoon eyes and a big goofy smile and a big pointy nose. Well, it's a round nose and a little pink flower in its hair. And it's the goofiest thing, and I, I just got it as a goof. I thought, well, what, what would kind of uh, kind of uh, weird people out if they saw if they saw this thing? You know, a full grown man walking around with this thing. And believe me, it works, man. I, I get more comments on this little uh, this little phone covering I have. I, I get abused. I get made fun of. I get, oh, it's so cute. Or I get, what the hell is that? Or I just get, dude, what are you, what are you thinking? 
So I, it, the, the, the amount of pleasure I've gotten out of this goofy phone case, because I did get it because I knew that it would, uh, it would just, people would be mystified by it and ask questions and kind of be off put by this goofy phone covering. And so I, I tell people, they go, what, what is that thing? And I go, it's a killer whale. I said, I don't walk around with a gun. But I need protection. I need something to intimidate uh, people with bad intentions. So I carry Corky. They're like, who's Corky? I go, Corky the killer whale. That's my phone case. Oh, my God, Corky. That's a, your, your phone case has a name? That's the name Corky? Yes, it's Corky the killer whale. Oh, oh, boy, Corky the killer whale phone case. I love it. So... It's just kind of a goofy thing. It doesn't really fit with, uh, what, like I said, what a full-grown man would carry around. And I love it. It just kind of, uh, it, it's one of those odd little things that breaks up the day. And uh, it, it kind of like, uh, you know, it's that little unexpected twist as you're going through your day. Everything's kind of black and white. And then you see a full-grown man with a rubber, quirky, the killer whale phone case. And it becomes a little conversation piece and a little bit of a a mystery, a human mystery. And people who thought I was a numbskull or a freak already think I'm even more so. So there you go. A little touch of humanity with Corky, the killer whale case. And thinking, speaking of phones, I don't want to do this, but I... Roger told me that I have a phone message that my Aunt Ruthie called in. I don't know where she is. If I know her, she's probably left me a really long-winded message that I don't really want to play, Roger, because she's always in trouble. She's always stranded. She's a little bit rude, and but she's very loving, and if I don't play her messages, she gets very upset, and you know, we all have an aunt... That that's so loving and nice that you, you just want to make them happy and they're old. So, Roger, let's do it. Let's play. I, I have no idea how long this is going to be. Let's play Aunt Ruthie's voicemail and get it over with. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. A message on my voicemail from my beloved Aunt Ruthie. I'm not available right now, so uh, please leave me a message, and I will get right back to you. Thanks. Hello? Hello? Hello, Holland. It's your man Ruthie calling, love. How are you today? I'm... It's Aunt Ruthie. I'm calling from Rochester, New York. How are you, doll? Listen, I won't talk for very long because I know the long-distance calls cost a fortune. They cost an arm and a leg. And when I say arm and a leg, I'm not talking about your Uncle Daniel who was blown up in the war because he did 
was an arm and a leg, but God bless his little legless soul. Anyways, Angel, I know you're out in the world there, in Hollywood, making the movies and the televisions and the dentine commercials and all that stuff that Aunt Ruthie's so proud of you for, little Angel. Anyhow, I need your help, Angel. I've never been to one of these, I think they're called drive-thrus. It's like a drive-thru that they actually let you pull your car right up into the restaurant. I almost drove right through the restaurant and the lady came out screaming and yelling at me. She's like, you go around, go around. And I started to, I pulled right up to the front door. The, the grill of my car was right up against the window. And she says, go around. You don't drive through the restaurant. You go through the drive through at the side. Well, how was I supposed to know? I'm an 85-year-old lady. I've got my psoriasis acting up and my varicose veins, they look like a fucking octopus is crawling up my leg, Angel. So I'm, here I am, oh my goodness, I'm pulling into the side, Holland, and I'm pulling up to the drive-thru. I'm in the drive-thru for the first time ever, oh my goodness, I'm pulling up, it looks like there's a, a menu, a, a, all lit up, it's a menu, and there's, oh, oh wait a minute, there's someone talking to me. Hello? Hello? Oh my goodness, Angel, someone's talking to me and I don't see them. Oh my God, it looks like the sign's talking to me. Hello? Yes, I... Hello, I'd like to order some food, please. Yes, I'd like... Can I get some, uh... I would I'd, I'd like to get a cheeseburger, please. What? I'm sorry. What are you saying? I don't. Oh my God, Holland! It sounds like I'm talking to a Chinese person, one of those ch Chinese Chinamen. Oh my God! What is she saying? I'm so confused. I'm sorry, what? Can you speak a little clearer, please? I'm 85 years old. I've got fucking hair in my ears. And I know it's not ladylike to talk about it, but I've got... It's like a fucking bird's nest in my ears. I'm 85. Hello? Oh, my goodness, Holland. I feel like I hate to say this, honey, but do you remember your little friend, Michael Stubbs? Do you remember Michael Stubbs from down the street, Holland? And I, don't, I know people don't like to use this word, but he was a retard. Do you remember the little retard, Michael Stubbs, down the street? His eyes were all separated like a hammerhead shark. Do you remember? And his teeth hung out like a fucking gopher or something. I swear that kid chewed through wood at night. I could hear it down the street. Well, did they remember he couldn't talk so well, Holland? I think this might be... Hello, Michael Stubbs, is that you in there? Hello? What? Okay, I hate to say this, but you sound like a retard. I don't think she understands me. I, I'm just going to order something. I see the menu hollered. Okay, can I get a cheeseburger, please? I'm sorry? Oh, my God. Could you fucking speak American? Is that okay? Are you fucking... Where are you from? Portugal or something? Christ on a Christmas bun. Can I get someone who's not a, a fucking illegal immigrant on the fucking speaker here? 
and you hear this bullshit hollering, and I'm sorry, and Ruthie doesn't like to swear. I'm so sorry. But I'm getting angry. I'm not sure I know how to do that. Oh, boy, now someone's honking behind me. Excuse me. Excuse me while I stick my head out the window, Holland. Excuse me. I'm an 85-year-old lady. I'm trying to order a fucking cheeseburger. If you wouldn't mind, thank you. My fucking barricose veins look like a fucking box of dewworms spilled out on a crawling up my legs, right to my old dusty you-know-what-what. What. Oh, stop honking at me, pervert. Excuse me, can I get french fries? Hello? I'm sorry, what are you saying? Are you, have you got a fucking brick in your head? I want a fucking cheeseburger. And I want some fucking french fries. Double cheese? Oh, I don't... Is that what... Did you say double cheese? What? Oh, Christ, Holland, can you hear this? It's like I'm in some kind of... Like, like I, I got on a plane and I crashed in Greenland, for Christ's sake, and I can't speak the, the fucking Greenlandic lingo or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, my God, I'm getting a thyroid pump. My thyroid's a pulsing like a fucking, when you cut a fish open and the heart's still beating, my fucking thyroid's right in my groin. Oh my god, my varicose veins, I just pulled my dress up a little all and my varicose veins are all puffed up. Oh my god. Oh my god, it looks like somebody dropped a plate of marinara spaghetti all over my legs. Oh my varic, excuse me, stop honking at me! I'm trying to order a chocolate milkshake over here. I'm 85 years old. Go eat a pile of cow shit, okay? Unbelievable, Holland. And Aunt Ruthie's getting upset. Pardon me? What, drive-through? I thought I was already in the drive-through. Are you swearing at me? Don't you swear at me. Yeah, well, fuck you and your stupid fucking cheeseburger, you fucking dirty whore. I'm sorry, Holland. I didn't mean that. And hold on. Someone just... Oh, is that right? Is that... Well, why don't you take your onion rings and stuff them up your Grecian formula crack hole? I'm an 85-year-old lady, and suck your fucking milkshake, okay? Kneel down and suck your fucking chocolate milkshake. Yeah, yeah you heard me. Sit down on your knees like the drive through whore that you are and suck a chocolate milkshake. And you know what I mean by that, missy. And stop honking at me. I'm an old man. Son of a bitch, all, and I'm just driving right out of here. I don't, I don't even want the fucking food anymore. I'm sorry, what? Oh, I think she said drive through please. Okay, I'll be right there. Hello? I'll be right there. Okay, Holland, it looks like I did it. Oh, my goodness, it's kind of exciting. Oh, my goodness, I think I did it, Holland. Okay, I'm, Aunt Ruthie's gonna run. I've gotta go pick up my delicious food. I'm so excited, Holland. I'm sorry I used up so much of your cellular data plans or whatever they are. 
I'll call you soon, honey. I'm real proud of you. Me and Uncle Harry will be watching on the television for you, even though you haven't done anything in years. Okay? All right, Angel. We love you. Okay, I'm driving through. Hold your fucking horses. What are you, a fucking dairy farmer? Okay. okay, Angel. Bye, Aunt Ruthie loves you. Stop honking at me! Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Roger, I knew... Poor Aunt Ruthie. I apologize for the language, some of the off-color remarks. She's she's old. She's not politically correct. She just It's just wrong. Oh, my God. I, I got to call her. I got to end the show, folks. I got to call my Aunt Ruthie back. Who knows where she is? Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget, check out uh, check out my website, harlowwilliams.com, where you can write me, harlowwilliams.com, or you can leave me a voicemail like Aunt Ruthie did. Oh, God. 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. I'm so scared. Um, check out our web store while you're there. Check out my stand-up comedy special, uh, stand-up comedy schedule. Check out uh, the YouTube channel. You can click on a button there and subscribe for free. All kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and don't forget, uh, I am going to be uh, in Pittsburgh doing the comedy festival there on June 27th, Friday, June 27th. That's a one-night-only deal. Go to harlowilliams.com, click on the stand-up link, and you can track it down. It's going to be a blast, man. Um, and that's it. Uh, we got to go. I got to go find Aunt Ruthie. Uh, thanks for being here. Tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. Until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Power Pop Brady Bunch.